All right, people, welcome back to episode number four of Unwrapping Success. This is an opinionated podcast episode, which I'm happy about. We'll give uh, some sub- subjective thoughts for this one. So, Tim, what's this about? This is about we're combining two different ideas that we had. Um, can money buy happiness generally? But also, uh, we're definitely going to talk about should you work a job that you don't like but pays well? You know, mm-hmm. should you sell out to a corporation or something like that? That's what I'm doing. I, I would probably, if the opportunity presented itself. Yeah, so this that reminds me of when uh, our econ professor, I still don't know if we could say names. I won't for this, but... It's when our econ professor, he asked me, because I told him, like, I'm a double major econ and actuarial science, because he hates actuaries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, but I'm double, like, I'm still econ. He's like, it doesn't matter, you have to you have to pick one. And, uh, and yeah, he roasted me, because I'm a corporate sellout. I mean, I think he was right about double majors. We've talked about that before. You're an actuary with a huge minor. Yep. Basically. But to be fair, actuarial science does require economics. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a fair bit of overlap that allowed that to happen. Yeah. Because econometrics is required for uh, both majors. Because mm-hmm. they're both uh, important to each. In, a, in addition to, like, the basic intro, uh, micro, macro, and whatnot. Yeah. They taught me how to think, not what to think. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> now look at me. I'm recording podcast episodes. <laughs> I'm unemployed. No, that's not true. I'm I'm employed. I'm employed by myself and a company. Isn't that crazy? I, I drove the unemployment rate down the other day. I officially dropped out of the labor force. Oh, yeah. Because you're no longer receiving unemployment benefits. Yeah. But aren't you... Yeah, so I mean, you're not you're not counted I, as unemployed anymore. Yeah, I think I would count as a discouraged worker, but I'm also not sure if discouraged worker has as rigid a definition. You know. The thing is though, you're actively looking for a job, right? That's why I might be a discouraged worker, but the thing is, um I haven't since my unemployment ran out, I I don't believe that the the Bureau of Labor Statistics is considering me in the labor force at the moment. But you will be. Oh, very soon. You think about Grubhubbing? I want to do DoorDash with my sister. Honestly, I've used Grubhub, and that's the only reason I have, like, a preference, but... It's good side cash. Like, I mean, you you like driving, so... Oh, I love driving. See... I mean, I learned recently that I like long car rides, but I think three and a half hours is uh, pushing it. And I don't know if I necessarily care for Uber. Because I don't need to be letting strangers in my car all the time. I mean, it is fine. Like, how many Uber drivers are are there in the world? It's obviously fine, but like... It, It is fine, but also, don't you have to report that to your insurance? Yeah, it was the other thing I... I did think of that. Do you have to um, report it if you do Grubhub? I don't think so. I'll double check when I apply for all that. But I, I 
I remember when I signed up for insurance, I said I would not be ride sharing. Yeah, same. I think that has to do with the liability of like extra people. Right. If they like destroy your car and vomit all over it. Or if like you get in a crash and hurt them because Uber doesn't cover you. I don't believe Uber left. Oh, they they take advantage of their workers so much. Yeah. Hopefully they start paying them more too with gas going up. I know. I feel like they should. It's uh it's a problem. We almost got stranded a couple of times this year. For gas? Yeah, uh, not for gas, um for Uber. By Ubers when we were like out. Yeah, I know. That was bad. I I Okay, so I've taken several Ubers in my time and only a couple lifts and that was when I was on vacation. I think Uber drivers are better than Lyft drivers. I think most are both. Most are both, but maybe I just had some bad experience with some Lyft drivers. Um, I guess that's an example, though, of those people are totally just working for the money because the moment the gas went up. And I would totally, like, I don't want to be growing up. It's money. Money's money. It's true, and I think side cash that's that easy to make. It's like a good thing just to have in general. Yeah. Once you're signed up, you can work a few hours a year. And let's so I don't know. I I I'm, we're gonna talk about this later, but I feel like like you making that money, like obviously, like you collecting that money from Grubhub or whatever. It's not gonna make you like immediately happy in the moment. But like, say you go invest that money. I mean, like you love investing. I love. I'm getting into investing now. Like, it, like I find it fun to invest. So you you collecting that money will allow you to invest, and will therefore like allow you to pursue a passion of yours. So I think I think that's what we're gonna be discussing in this episode. I think you have to enjoy the journey, though. That that's really what that is the that is the journey. That's what separates like someone, an investor, or someone who always investing from someone who never becomes an investor because everyone would love a million bucks there's no one who wouldn't mm -hmm. but investors enjoy the journey of getting there versus other people and there's nothing wrong with it not enjoying the journey would rather just you know go the savings account route or get a financial advisor and not to disparage financial advisors but like I really strongly believe you need a lot of money before it makes sense. I I, I know, yeah. I feel and like... Then, and, and then even then, with the internet, and just put it in an index fund. If you're scared, put it in an put index it in, fund. Put it in, yep. You, and you will beat your financial advisor. What's the famous quote? Time in the market beat beats... Always timing the market. Yeah. Time in the market beats timing the market. That's so true. Because if you if you buy in and plan to just hold forever, you only have to be right once. But if you plan on buying and selling, you have to be right twice. In the long run, we all make money on investing. If you actually like diversify a little, obviously, you, if you invest in one company, they go bankrupt, you're going to lose money. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny you brought up the um, the quote about um, Warren Buffett about his thoughts on diversification. And in my book, there was a whole chapter on that. Um, how he basically said that it's like you could choose to diversify 
um, just to like lower your risk. But then you're 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 adding an opportunity cost to that because you could have picked a couple extra stocks that are maybe in the same sector that do like way better than the ones you pick just to diversify. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's a hedge people, against the people who over the past twenty years equally put their money in restaurants, airlines, tech, and I don't know clothing brands or real or estate. Retail. Yeah, if they had just put all their money in tech or or just any larger portion in tech with how much tech grew over the past 20 years, if they started off with an even diversification compared to, like, I believe in buying your passions. Like, if you really believe in something, then buying extra of that, not to say don't diversify, but. Yeah, and, I th- and he also talked about, like, obviously before you buy a stock, like, you should know what that company does because <laughs> mm-hmm. it gives you a better idea about the success in the future. If you have no idea what the company does and you're just randomly picking it, like that's a recipe for disaster. Although, what do we always say to people who aren't really interested in investing but know that they should just buy an index fund and we expect them not to do the research because if they did the research, they'd be better off researching companies. Mm-hmm. I, I've always thought that was interesting. The, you don't know what you're doing. Go buy an index fund that you would never understand. Versus, if you know what you're doing, do research. But like, you could never do enough research. I don't know. I just always saw that as an interesting dilemma. Not one I necessarily disagree with, but I think it gets to the point where. Y- you can research too much for investing and you'll drive yourself crazy. Yeah. But let's talk about some studies that were done on this topic because we always go on Google Scholar for these episodes, right, Tim? At least half of us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... So this one study... According to the Journal of Socioeconomics. Mm-hmm. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. So basically, it said that overwhelmingly people would choose to have relationships, uh, friendships, or romantic in lieu of $100,000. So, if their happiness depended on, on, on this choice. Which would you want? Friendships or $100,000? I would choose the $100,000 because I can buy friendships. Tell us right here on the spot. Zach or $100,000? Oh, right right now? Yeah. I'd take the 100 and then I'd buy Zach. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be my slave. Zach, you better be listening to this. Oh, God. What about you? Yeah. How about this? How about this? A hundred thousand or your whole family? I mean, it's a weird dilemma because like you realize you would never be like face like head on with like Yeah, that would never happen. Yeah. I mean I I definitely get where it's coming from, you know, like there there are like those people that are like so important, but again, like it's a dilemma you don't have to deal with. I don't know, I'm probably with you a lot of for for a lot of people I would take a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, because I put that in an index fund. 
also what's happening to them right they're not like dying they're just like not my friend yeah so i mean i feel like this the answers would change depending on how this was phrased or the framing of this like yeah like they're hanging off a cliff or something and you have to choose the hundred grand or or they die like i think more people would take the relationship yeah but you can do a lot with a hundred grand (laughs) and it's also not like their hundred grand right yeah do you have to pay taxes on this i don't know if that was uh factored into this study yeah if i have to pay taxes and i'm only getting 60k it'll still be worth it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah this just goes along the idea of like what do you value more like the happiness that you get from your friends and your your uh, romantic partners or the happiness you get from just cash itself yeah so one more time those people chose like their friends and romances over a hundred thousand right yeah so they yeah so overwhelmingly they they chose the relationships do you think there was also i always worry about this too in in studies like people want to pick the correct answer yep or the moral answer yeah yeah, i know you you think there was any bias in there where well that's usually caused by um the phrasing of the question and also like if you're trying to please the uh the uh the person running the study like if it's like a one-on-one conversation or something Mm -hmm. as opposed if it was anonymous you think anonymous people really aren't super moral in surveys yeah i don't think so i'd say if this was like an anonymous study if people just like wrote this on a piece of paper and put it in a box i think you'd have a lot more people saying just give me the hundred grand i do also know a lot of people who think that there's no such thing as anonymity (laughs) wait Uh, who are these people Oh, I know a lot of people. Am I one of them? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't say you are. Um. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Because, like, what can you do with that hundred grand? You could, you could save it. You could, you could build your personal wealth, become a better version of yourself, maybe invest in yourself a lot. Some buy some courses, get a gym membership, improve your human capital, which will lead to a which will re which will lead to better relationships. I'd say with your family as well as like friends and like romantic partners and stuff. And you'll you have think, some leftover money. You think uh, notably more people would choose a million dollars? Yeah, maybe a hundred grand is a little too short. And and you also think about like our age at twenty two, where uh, yeah, that's our age by the way. Look back. Oh my god, we're so old. Um, a hundred thousand, I think, is a lot less to many people who have reached you know their midlife compared to younger people. Yeah. So I mean, demographics of the study matters a lot, right? Like if, if these are grandparents. What does a hundred thousand to a grandparent mean? Like absolutely nothing. Like they're retired. They don't even. I feel like older people like that don't even spend money. Mm-hmm. But they also a lot of retired people have that money. Yeah, they've saved their whole life. I I honestly don't know what like the quality of American retirements is. You know because how many people do fully just require rely on the social security and don't really have that much savings. 
but imagine a good portion of elderly people do have a few hundred thousand in some portfolio. Yeah. So obviously you can, I mean, we're doing it right now. You can point out the flaws with the study. I don't know the demographics, but obviously like it's super biased depending on who was asked the, this question. Obviously it's a homeless person. What are they going to choose? I don't know if I would agree with an obvious there. Oh, here we go. He's playing uh, devil's advocate. I, I'm not playing devil's advocate. I think I disagree with you. <laughs> the homeless person, like... Especially because homeless people are often missing a relationship of some kind. Because True. If, they, if they had someone to help them... That might be what they really need more in a lot of cases. I don't I don't know. I think that and impoverished people, like the amount of studies that have been done, like people in poverty are so much happier than wealthy people. Mm -hmm. Um especially people living in like third world countries, like Westerners are always shocked how happy they are whenever they go and visit. I don't know the phrasing of the question they asked, but do you think they said, like, would you rather have a hundred grand or be alone, like, completely? Do you think that's how they asked it? Maybe, I mean, I think it changes a lot if they say, would you rather have a hundred thousand dollars and be alone or the money you have now and keep all your relationships? Like, maybe that would be, like, a fair way to... I mean, as we know, humans are social beings and they'd always choose. I mean, like we actually need to like communicate with others. Mm -hmm. So if it was phrased like that, that could swing the results or skew the results a little. I mean, with the rise of like mental health, now that like mental health's kind of like significantly less taboo to talk about, the new thing is like social health is important mm -hmm. also. Speaking of which though, no, this is completely off topic, but I'll throw it in. Did you hear Pinterest got rid of all weight loss? What? They're body positive. Wait, like like forums about weight all, loss? All forums on Pinterest about weight loss are being taken down. Is that going along with the fat phobic thing? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Weight loss is a positive thing. We're turning it we're turning into a negative. I don't I like really disagree with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with self-improvement. I agree with body positivity, but that doesn't mean that weight loss is bad. Yeah, I feel like uh it, overweight people are trying to like come up with excuses to not lose weight. I don't know if I, I wouldn't want to put it on overweight people though. I don't think they're the ones that have caused it. I think it's a lot of skinny people. Oh, like who are sympathetic? That are sympathetic, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, and that's probably pretty far off topic, but that happened uh, just recently as we recorded this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's let's incorporate that in then. So, um, how would I incorporate it? I just had the thought of like, using the money to like buy like a gym membership and lose weight 
Yeah, like money can... is a tool for self-improvement. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. I, mean, but, I think that's uh, that's like a narrow focused self-improvement um, yeah i'm actually gonna go back on what i just said because you don't even need a gym membership to lose weight there's a lot of things you can do without money but like you can't go through life without money yeah the system we live in is capital <laughs> yes now I, now don't I say sound it. like now i sound like an anti-capitalist or the system we live in is capitalism and capital is not money but it's money let's be fair we live in a capitalistic society with like hints of socialism we're actually a socialist country <laughs> come on tim we're communists come on. <laughs> tim's a communist by the way yeah basically <laughs> he loves mal oh i just had a bad voice crack <laughs> that um but yeah so i'm gonna it's the cliche money can't buy direct happiness it gives you the opportunity to pursue happiness life liberty and, and pursuit of happiness right yep. fun fact it, it used to be uh pursuit of um was it pursuit of a uh, like like a house like real estate no uh life liberty property was john locke oh yeah property that's what i meant but it, he meant more than like real estate. Like uh, the reason they left it out of the constant, left it out of uh, the Declaration of Independence was to avoid the issue of slavery. Oh, interesting. And that's why Thomas Jefferson changed it. Because slaves couldn't buy property. No, because then there's a debate about what counts as property. Because at the time. Uh, oh, like we're slaves considered property. Gotcha. Yeah, Southerners. Bad stuff. Yeah, bad stuff. Bad stuff. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, let's talk about wages. This is also a really, really interesting topic. So, so we were talking about this before the podcast, but because it's kind of backwards, and you can just use logic to figure this out. So those who earn a an hourly wage tend to be happier than those who have a salary. And the reason behind that was because people who earn an hourly wage can can kind of like put a value on on their work, like an hourly like, and on their time. Yeah, on their time. As opposed to someone working salary, uh, it's a little it's a little harder to to figure that out but realistically it's not because you can just take your salary and kind of like estimate your hourly earnings if you care that much you can do that just by using simple math uh where was i going with that go ahead the the people who earn the hourly wage where you were going the hourly wage people are often happier than the salaried workers yes because of valuing their time um i i was just gonna ask do you think that the salaried workers are wealthier and that really it's a uh it's a like a wealth poverty divide because hmm. it gets it again like money doesn't bring because i think the reason part of the reason that's shocking is salaried workers generally make more money make, yeah because when i think of hourly workers i think of like teenager jobs for the most part mm -hmm. 
and that would so this study would imply that the people with more money the salaried workers are less happy than people with less money the wage workers yeah so it's i mean to be fair there are jobs out there that are hourly and you do make a lot of money uh especially um consultants like consultants who charge an hourly rate um stuff like that the amount of accountants making like 30 30 40 dollars an hour and yeah they're, they're paid by the hour that's... oh oh lawyers that's another one where they make an absolute boatload of money each hour i mean once again you'd have to dive into the study a little more and, and figure out who like what kind of careers they were talking about but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. So if we if we assume that the hourly people are making less and than the salary earners, then that's basically saying like the more money you make, the less happy you are. Obviously, it's just, that's not exactly what it's saying, but it's kind of implying that. I think that there is a point, although I guess that's not this study, where you become so wealthy that your happiness almost definitely declines. Like, once you hit celebrity status. Like Britney Spears. Did you hear that debacle? She couldn't even manage her own finances. Yeah. Her dad she's... had like 100% control of her throughout her whole career. It's bad. All the stuff that's coming out right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's going to get a lot of her freedom back since finally, like, we're all talking about it. But it it's a shame it took so long. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I I, I, I didn't be, either. I don't keep track of Britney Spears. I know I look like someone who would. He's a huge Britney Spears fan. <laughs> no, but like once you need like security and everything and like can't even go and pick up a latte. Not that I'm a latte guy. You can't even go huge into Starbucks latte. without people saying hi to you and recognizing you. Yeah. No, I mean, there are consequences of becoming rich. You're more of a public figure, and therefore will, um, you'll have to deal with, uh, like, hate comments or just, like, hate hate mail. People like Jeff Bezos have to go to space now. Yeah. It's going to go on a rocket. Imagine it blows up. That'd be, like, that'd be, that'd be a historic event that would go in textbooks. I could see it. Yeah, I CEO of Amazon. Well, no, not anymore, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. But or he might still be. He's stepping down. Former CEO of Amazon gets in rocket and blows up. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty flight-tested vehicle that he's going in, though. Yeah, it's not really going to space, though. Just throwing that out there. Oh, roasted. It, this ship, it, it it can't even orbit. It just goes up and right back down. And technically, it, like, crosses the line that, like, is space. But, like, there's still air where he's going. <laughs> Not a lot of it. Not enough to breathe. But, like, there is still some. Yeah. And can I just point out something? Uh, what I don't like about salary work is that, mm -hmm. unlike hourly, if you want to work, like, a couple extra minutes couple an act an extra hour or so you don't get paid for that work and so i feel like because of that people don't feel like they're valued as much as an employee 
Mm -hmm. Because they're basically, it's free labor, and free labor is often, like, uh, you don't feel, like, like, as an intern, if you're not getting paid, you don't really feel like you're being valued at the company. So I feel like that plays, like, kind of a psychological role in this. Have you ever had a restaurant job? Uh, I worked at a pizza place, yeah. No, that's not a... I would, I think that probably counts. So have you ever had, like, a late night where, like, people wouldn't leave or... Um... Yeah, yeah, there were seats. I worked at a rest stop, which there were there were seats and stuff. But but yeah, there were some nights where people were there like extra long. Because mm -hmm. I could imagine, you know, I would not want to be a salaried worker at a restaurant because all the time you just get like screwed over by these people who keep you there really late, or or you know you decide like. Versus there's jobs like a lawyer doing additional research is hopefully fulfilling. That's why they chose to be a lawyer. A doctor actually figuring out what's wrong with you and like and like is able to like figure out like exactly what surgery or uh, prescription you need and like doing like extra time on like your case file or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then there's like a reward. Teachers are one of like the clearest <laughs> examples of like salaried workers who I think there there's fulfillment that comes in like extra work versus at a restaurant like who cares if you get your burger now or in another minute you know i mean i'd hope i'd rather you get it now but like if you do you get what i'm saying does that make sense dude if i was i mean i did the i, I actually did this it's like i'd intentionally go slow sometimes because i know i'm getting paid for it <laughs> like why would i why would i say <laughs> I can get paid the same amount by taking 10 customers. Uh, if I were to go become like go full hardo and do 20 customers, I'm working harder and being paid the same same exact amount. Mm -hmm. uh, assuming I'm, I do it in the exact same time span. I mean like 10 customers in 10 minutes versus 20 customers in 10 minutes. Like why would I choose to do more faster if I'm being paid hourly? I would intentionally go slower and get paid get paid more. Am yeah. I a horrible employee? <laughs> Did your current employer hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Intentionally do the uh the bare minimum actuarial stuff really slow. <laughs> we got <I'm> fired. <laughs> oh, you you wanted me to run this regression on the computer? <laughs> I've been doing it by hand. Yeah, I've been doing it by <laughs> I've, I've been doing this all week. I'm, I'm like halfway done. <laughs> you just sit there. You keep estimating the the um the betas that mi that minimize the residuals. You just test every single one. That's honestly like such a good like math joke. Like like if math people, if you're not a math person, you wouldn't get that. But Imagine actually doing that at the workplace. They they set you up to run a regression, and you do it by hand. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, regression it, it it's a technique that's uh not very complicated, but takes a very very long tedious. 
computers can do it in a, second. a split second, but humans, it would take, it does take, even with 10 data points, it takes, what would you say, five minutes minimum? Yeah, minimum, definitely. Yeah. So then if you have a thousand data points, it just blows up. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you you have to take a lot of averages for regression. So imagine trying to average that out with a calculator. No, oh, purely by hand. Oh, purely by hand? So we're, we're <laughs> adding this up on pen and paper? There's uh, square roots in regression too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing those by hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tim, you want to talk about your point here? Wait, what's my point? Uh, point number three. Oh, it's a it's a question. Yeah, it's a question. Should you work a job you don't enjoy, which doesn't bring happiness? I'm pretty sure you wrote that because when we moved it, I'm pretty sure I copied what you wrote <laughs> and pasted that there. So, so all these are my points. No, I'll take credit for it. Yeah, just take I, credit. I did copy and paste. Yeah, see, Tim's getting paid the big bucks hard worker over here um yeah i hate this question uh because the answer is it depends on your current situation economics yeah so on one hand <laughs> i hate this so much um on one hand like if you take uh a low-income family and say the dad is the uh the like the bread er bread earner um then yeah if he's working a job he hates but it pays the bills then i'd say like yeah like do it as opposed to being unemployed but i'd say for someone who has skills and maybe is a little uh in a better spot in terms of their financials yeah, I'd say try to find a job that you at least can tolerate and you somewhat enjoy, or else I feel like you're just wasting your life. The opportunity cost is massive. Let me get this right. You're saying for other people, they should work a job no matter what, but for people like you that have skills. I don't have skills. I have some skills. Um, no, I... I mostly agree with that. Generally, people need a job, and it in the short run, it's what you have or what you can get. But in the long run, work is get when you do all the math. But if you just assume forty hour hours a week for forty years of your life, it's like almost a third of your life is spent at work. Yeah, something like that. And you have to incorporate uh, the amount of time you sleep cut that out of your life too yeah, yeah you're left with nothing <laughs> i'm kidding because, i'm kidding that was a joke <laughs> because of that i don't think anyone should work a work a job for that long spend that much time doing something that isn't fulfilling right and earlier like we were talking about like uber and lyft and uber lyft grubhub or all those driving services um not that those are particularly fulfilling for the people who work those. Not to disparage anybody who does, because like I said at the beginning, I'm thinking about doing mm -hmm. uh, some of those. But uh, 
the new the new economy allows for holy crap i'm at home right now i want a burger i don't want to do any work or i want like food from any restaurant the restaurant doesn't even have to have a delivery service yep you can just like, like think about like how that would work in the 80s you'd have to like call a friend see if they do you the favor and go there like that's like we just have these apps that allow like there are people sitting waiting currently every moment of the day to help you out like we have that on the one side of our economy like serving the demand now we're pretty we're approaching like an unimaginable level of on demand whatever you want yeah and and the same goes for streaming you can watch whatever you want whenever you don't even have to go to the movies anymore to watch a new movie like that's that's unheard of even for us yeah it so i think we're hopefully approaching a supply side equivalent where and like i'm seeing this right now as i apply for jobs too like in some ways, this is the greatest labor market we've ever had because workers are making more money than they've ever made. There's more jobs than there's ever been. Look at this. I mean, we're not we're not making money yet, although we actually technically have made money on this podcast through one sponsor deal. But Two sponsor deals. We we partnered with Vaunt. One sponsor deal. Yeah. What? Or was, the two well also anchor technically anchor yes we haven't made much off this but but yeah like you just think about this we can literally sit here we have these microphones which aren't even that expensive we have obs which is free software don't even pay for it and we have zoom which is also free and we can record this upload it on the internet and eventually make money off this and good money good money depending on how successful it is Mm-hmm. I'm also a firm believer that it's 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 time and quantity over quality if you want to be like some sort of influencer online. I'd say you could be subpar and if you say you do a podcast for 40 years, I think after 40 years of doing it, you are guaranteed to be somewhat successful at it. Yeah, I uh, think I think you get a boost in the algorithm the longer you do it. That's just me. I mean, how many people say like even college is literally just an endurance test? Oh, yeah, because you don't learn the skills that you need for careers at college. You are just tested if you have the endurance to like do something. Yep. Can you think and that's something being like getting the degree. Can you count? sucker who says that you don't you don't have to be able to count to graduate that is true you you know what you need to graduate you need to be able to walk you need to be able to walk across a stage and shake someone's hand not in 2021 you don't neither of those things yeah you need fist bump you need to be able to turn on a computer and and watch the live stream (laughs) you need to have internet you need to be able to have a photo taken of yourself to flash on a Facebook live stream really quickly. Yes. Like these requirements are so bare minimum. Well, like think about it. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna start a social media page and maybe start like a mini influencer business where you grow a following and then 
sell a product of yours, like writing merchandise, you can do that all with your cell phone, which you already pay for. So it's like you don't you're not adding on any expenses. Mm-hmm. You don't even you smartphones have gotten so good. You don't even have to buy a dedicated camera. I agree. How how good is the new uh, iPhone 12 camera and like Galaxy S21 camera? Uh, better than the cameras that were used to film movies in the 90s. Yes. So, just think about that. It, I mean, yeah, we're going through one of like the an economy that's allowing so many people like so many opportunities to find work. If they don't want to go down the traditional route of, okay, let me go on uh, LinkedIn or Indeed and, and search for a job and schedule an interview and go work a 95. Like that's still available. Like that's not going anywhere for a long time. But it's like now we've opened up this whole new market of social media influencers and and online brands and all this cool stuff. And the other thing is, no matter how much money you make at work, most people are always going to be broke. And I don't mean broke, broke. I mean, you're going to spend what you make. Mm-hmm. You know, it. there are people who can save. And if you're one of those people, that does influence, like, which job you're going to pick. But most people, whether they make 100000 or 40000 will spend all but you know five thousand to set aside i think when people earn more the majority of people don't save more they spend more yeah it's a tough habit to break and that's honestly a life skill of yours being able to save and invest your money rather than just spend it don't buy depreciating assets at least fast depreciating assets What's the rule with cars? I think you're never supposed to spend more than 4% of your income on a car. Or 4% of your net worth. I think it's 4% of your net worth. Wait, you're more than 4% or less? You're never supposed to spend more than 4% of your net worth on a car. Oh, I think I did. Yeah, I did too. I would argue that that doesn't... I'd say the minimum you should spend on a car, assuming that you have this money, I think you're better off at, depending on your car market. So car markets are also very different depending on location. Eight to 10,000, just because if you spend below that, your car is just going to break down and you're going to be constantly. Yeah. But I'm always, go ahead. The thinking with that is your car if it's less than 4% of your net worth will depreciate slower. Like you won't be losing money through depreciation that way. If it's from 4% of your money, Mm -hmm. the money you still have will be increasing quicker than the depreciation on the car. Gotcha. Cause that's the car is the most rapidly depreciating asset. Most households. Mm hmm. As soon as you drive off the lot, it loses like half its value. Unless it's 2021, it doubles in value. Yeah. Fun fact, I could have driven off the lot with my new car, sold it on Craigslist, and made money on it. So why didn't you? Because I needed a car, and I value like transportation more than cash. Why? 
Actually, I mean, oh, then I can just... Yeah, I literally could have driven off the lot, sold it on Craigslist for probably like 5k more than what I paid. I mean, you could still do it. And then I could turn around and just buy the same car. But the issue was it's in low, it's such low supply that it'd be hard to get. You should do it. Or, okay, here's an even better plan. So that'll give you an extra 5k. And then you can go and buy Dogecoin. <laughs> Put $5,000 in Doge? Yeah. And then you'll be able to buy like 20 of those. Just give it like a month. Yeah, in a month. <laughs> Doge. How is Dogecoin doing? Uh, at time of recording, it's about 25 cents. I believe. Is that up or down? Uh, as of when? A month ago. Uh, down in the past month. Oh. Yeah, it's it's uh twenty three cents at the time of recording. Oh my god. And it's down thirty seven percent over the past month. It's up three hundred percent over the past three months, though. There's that. There's that. So we have this famous quote. 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 Quote by Dan Pena. This guy's I don't even I don't know much about this guy, but all I know is that he like insults people and he, he makes a lot of money. But he had this quote that said, People uh say you can't buy happiness, which is a common phrase. He says, I say they don't know where to shop. And then he goes on to say, like, say you want to save the world or like I don't know, like solve hunger in Africa or something like that, or save the rainforest. How can you do that if you have no money? Which goes back to what we very we started on, started talking about was like, it, money gives you the opportunity to pursue passions and opportunities rather than, it's an indirect way to happiness rather than a direct way to happiness. Boom. Boom. No, I, I think that's like a good closing point. Uh... People need to, people need the money to, I think we said early on, do we, do we bring up simple things like go out with friends or go on a date or see a movie? Yeah, but very basic. There, There's so much to life that you just can't do without it. And who wants to be stressing, like if you're making plans a month out, like am I going to have the money? At a certain point, like you need the job that's available to you. And, like, particularly during recessions. Like, it's not always easy, and sometimes, you know, it, it's easy to pretend, like, there's a million jobs, but over the long run. And an economist. Oh, my God. Long run. Over the long run, you can't be doing, you can't be spending a third of your life doing something that you hate. Yep. Because then it also, okay, so a third of your life doing something you hate, so that you can go to the movies for what? a thousandth of your life that's probably high yeah especially if any more pandemics happen <laughs> so i mean I, don't, I think most people can agree that one of the main ways to actually be happy is to have a passion do something you like i mean that's pretty basic that'll make you happy right in most circumstances mm -hmm. how many passions out there are free 
I think that's what I'm trying to get at. And that disproves this whole argument about money can't buy happiness. It's very, I, I'll give you one that's free running. If you're obsessed with running, although you do need shoes, which cost money. Although I guess technically not if you are running on like sand. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say 90, 95 to 99% of all hobbies and passions require some sort of investment. Um, what do you think of, uh, have you ever heard that there's two ways to get wealth? You can either trade your time or your money, one or the other. So, like, if you're trading your time, you're you're somebody working for your wealth. So, you go into a job every day and work, whether mm -hmm. it's a wage or a salary, and that's how you collect wealth. Or, you can already have a good amount of money, and you can, basically, that this would be like a dividend earned. Yep. So, they're trading their money for money, as opposed to time for money. Do you think that there's a similar thing with, like, happiness? You can trade your money in for happiness, or... It's almost it's almost reversed. So, like, the dividend, the person who's getting their money from dividends is able to trade their time for happiness now. Like, they could go out and, you know, if it's service or something else that brings, like, a deeper fulfillment than the movies or the bar. Or... I don't know. I don't think you're going to disagree with me. I asked a question that's, like, so obvious. And then as I was, like, finishing up, I was like... You answered your own question. Yeah. I mean, what should people take away from this? I think people should take away that, I mean, you know, the main things it's like, if you want to pursue, well, we talked about a lot of stuff, but money can buy happiness in most circumstances. I think we also touched on like the passions thing. You need money to pursue most passions. I'd say for the most part pursue a career that does bring you some sort of happiness because i feel like it's double ed uh not double-edged swords double-edged sword i can't speak <laughs> if you work a job that makes you happy somewhat you're becoming half you're gaining utility from that and then you use the money you get from that job to make yourself even happier by doing your passion on the side right so i think that's mm -hmm. kind of like a double whammy killing two birds with one stone um, but then it also comes down to should you even pursue happiness uh, I'm not sure Tim yeah I, what are your I closing think, remarks here I mean I feel like I've already said much of this twice I don't know if I should say it a third but essentially I don't think anybody should do anything for a prolonged period of time. We're talking about jobs mostly. That yeah. They, they really don't enjoy. Um, but over the short run, especially like if we do have any, uh, any like 16 or 18 year old, like, like high school people listening, you're, you're working the grocery store or, uh, the restaurant doing your time. Like, yeah, it's not fun. Nobody pretends that it's fun. <laughs> Like, 
but we're all told to get those like low paying hourly jobs when we're younger because well it's a couple of reasons why one of which is like you'll learn to be a good tipper yeah <laughs> i was gonna say learn to um like learn to how to actually work a job and be responsible mm -hmm. um learn to save your money um and then like actually have your own it teaches independence and you can actually use that money to buy what you want instead of asking your parents yeah but ultimately those jobs don't make people happy like I, when i was working at the grocery store or or the pizza place i wasn't like overly happy doing it i mean i made some friends along the way which is which is always a plus but yeah that job didn't like bring me happiness but in the moment as i said it all depends on your circumstance so if you're young like that i'd say yeah go for it if it if it pays it pays um and the other thing about youth also is like that having the money that i saved up throughout much of high school gave me so much flexibility when it came to college uh because now in college I had all this money and I didn't have to work in college because I had been saving for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, my parents said the same thing. They're like, work now, raise, get some money so that you can go out and have fun in college. Because a lot of people, I know several people who couldn't go out and have fun, couldn't go out to a restaurant or a movie in college because they had limited uh, funds. And the sad thing is like, college is such a busy time for most people that they can't work yep yeah i couldn't imagine so, working a like even a part-time job while at school that's crazy because the only time you have enough free time is the weekends and then you're like okay well now college now college sucks yeah yeah that that, that wouldn't be fun if you're working weekends at uh at school definitely not i think it's about to hail near me right now let's go <laughs> hell's fun yeah. As long as it doesn't damage anything. Yeah, that's why I put my uh, car in the garage. Good job. I almost forgot. <laughs> Brand new car. It gets covered in hail dents. <laughs> like, right. I Dude, I put so many miles on that car immediately. <laughs> I took it and then drove immediately to New York from Massachusetts. Right over the border. It was like 20 miles. <laughs> uh... No, it was a bit more. But <laughs> Tim just destroys his mic, <laughs> like shatters it. Doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> I was about to do like an outro, but then I was like second guessing, and I was like, "Are we ready for this outro?" And then I hit my mic, <laughs> and then it was uh. All right, thank you, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, for uh for listening to another episode of Unwrapping Success. Uh, hope you learned a thing or two or at least thought about something you haven't thought about in a while uh, can money buy happiness should we work jobs that we don't want to work I say no over the long run um, but yeah don't forget to like comment uh, hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube follow button if you're on a podcasting service uh, we're on every podcasting service as well as youtube check out our tiktok it's got the same name as our channel unwrapping success thank you so much for listening peace out